You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. There's a famous story that I read one time in a book, and it was about a general, top, top general in the US Army. Now, it wasn't an army book. It was, uh, you know, it might have been something by Malcolm Gladwell, that kind of book anyway. And anyway, in this story, the general takes over this top command. And there he is on the first day of his tenure. And he sits there at his desk and one of his assistants comes in, one of the other army people, and he puts a folder in front of the general. And he says, General, this has to be the first thing on your agenda to figure out. He said, it might take you a while because we've been struggling with this decision for the past eight years. And essentially, we're not sure whether to go with this option, option A, or that option, option B. And the general picks up the folder for option B and said, this one. (laughs) And of course, his assistant is like, well, you've not actually looked at it yet. And he says, listen, you've been struggling with this decision for the past eight years. You just need to make a decision. And so we made a decision. He said, if it turns out to be the incorrect decision, I'll make another one. We'll pivot. We'll do something differently. But we'll learn something. For the past eight years, you've learned nothing about this problem because you've not made a decision. And so knowing that the army had been struggling with this issue and dithering over it for eight years, the general just made a decision. Didn't even look, just chose one and said, enact that, because we're going to be better by making a decision rather than not. Even if it turns out that it wasn't the best one, we can learn from it. And this story comes to mind because it's very common that we can struggle with the anxiety of indecision. I'm sure you've been in a situation before where you just can't decide whether to choose this option or that option. What should I do? And so you choose neither and this thing hangs over your head for a while and it's playing around and it takes energy and you're not moving forward. You're in this kind of state of paralysis And so in that sort of situation that we all face from time to time, it can be helpful to think back to that story of the general. Now, whenever I see someone in therapy and they'll bring a problem that they're wanting to sort, I know that there are two ways to look at it. You can kind of look backwards at the problem or you can look forward to the outcome that you're wanting to create. And... In order to find that second one, that overlooked aspect, because people always tend to look to the problem and think, well, how can I kind of wrestle with the problem and eliminate the problem? But in actual actual fact, what does it look like when you've eliminated the problem? You know, what's the outcome that you want to create that will tell you that the problem is no longer there before? And so it's a way of asking a similar sort of question, but it's very forward focused And so tends to be very, very helpful. And so if anybody comes to me and they're saying, well, they've got the anxiety of indecision. 
And I asked them a question like, well, looking forward at the outcome you want, what do you want that to be? They'll normally say things like, I want to be more decisive. And so when they say to me, well, I want to be more decisive, again, I tend to like to fast forward that and say, okay, so suppose that you are more decisive. Suppose you get to that point. How will you know that you've reached the point where you're decisive? What would you be noticing about yourself that let you realise that you were more decisive? And if that's a difficult question, another way to kind of tackle that is to say, well, let's say, let's say you're with somebody who actually already is more decisive. Let's say that you know somebody who is a decisive person, the kind of decisive person that you'd like to become yourself. What is it about that person that tells you that they're more decisive? What do you notice about them that lets you know that they're a decisive person? And the answer to either of those questions tends to come back the same. If I was more decisive, I'd be making decisions and I'd be making decisions more quickly. And so what my clients are telling me from the from the get go there is an inner knowledge that you'll already have that if you want to be more decisive, what more decisive people do is they make decisions. They don't get caught in the kind of paralysis of indecision. They don't get caught in that anxiety of indecisions like the general. They just pick something. They make the decision. And making the decision becomes more important to a decisive person than whether it's the right decision, in inverted commas. Especially because most of the time, a wrong decision can actually be pivoted, can be changed. Like the general said, I'm going to learn more by actually making a decision rather than sitting here scratching my head because for the past eight years, the army's learned nothing about this particular topic. Had they have made a decision like this eight years ago, we'd have eight years of data now in order to improve on. And so making decisions is the hallmark of a decisive person. Making decisions is in many ways an antidote to that anxiety and paralysis of indecision. Because not only will you learn something from that, but of course, like any skill, you'll get better at it. If you exercise any muscle, that muscle gets stronger. And so as you exercise this decision-making muscle, you actually become more decisive. The writer James Clear once said, that every action we take is a vote for the person that we want to become. And that's why it's such a powerful question to start looking forward and saying, well, what is the outcome that I want? And if I had that outcome of being a more decisive person, what is it that I would be doing? Because it identifies for us that what we, be, what we will be doing is making decisions and making decisions faster. And so once we know that that's what we need to do in order to become that person, then we know what action to take, what vote to cast in favour of that person that, that we are hoping to become. And the key thing is that as well as getting better at it, so you'll be more skilled at just taking decisions and making decisions quickly, kind of second nature, because that's the way change works. 
It just becomes second nature after you've practiced it a while. But also, of course, because your decisions become better simply because you're making more. Your ability to pivot after going and taking a decision that didn't work out will be better. Imagine, for instance, that you're driving a car and you go into a friend's house, but you don't quite know where the friend lives and you're at this junction and there's a string of cars behind you because it's a busy road and you're thinking they live on this street, but do I turn left? Is that where their house is? Or do I turn right? Is that where their house is? And you don't know, so you sit there. And the pile of cars behind you becomes longer and longer and everyone is beeping and beeping. Now, is that more or less stressful than just saying, well, it's either left or right, let's pick. If you had to sit there with the line of cars behind you, that's going to be a much more stressful situation. You know, you sat there 20 minutes on, you still don't know. You haven't got any more information about whether your friend lives to the left or to the right. What would be far less stressful is to do what the general did and just pick one. So you'll indicate left and you'll just go. And if in a few yards you see your friend's house, then hooray, you've made the right decision and you can park up and go to their house and have the evening you intended. And if you don't see it, you just do a U-turn, make a fresh decision, do the U-turn and you'll be at their house anyway. And so you'll become far more skilled at making decisions making new decisions when the old decision is proved to not be the best. And that anxiety and paralysis of indecision will be left behind. And so to summarise, we looked at the way the general handled that particular decision that everyone in the army had been stuck in the paralysis of indecision about for eight years. And before even looking at the information, he just picked one. And everyone felt better for the fact that he did. And they learned stuff from it. And they got information and were able to move forward. We looked at how a good way of deciding what are the votes that you need to cast in order to be the person that you want to become. Is by asking that question. If this problem was solved, what would the outcome be? How would I know the problem is solved? What would I be doing? And you come up with that idea of I'd be more decisive. Well, what does a more decisive person look like? Well, a more decisive person makes decisions and makes them faster. And so we learned that when we make decisions, we might get it right, we might get it wrong, but we'll always learn and we'll get better at making those decisions for ourselves. And so that paralysis and anxiety that comes with just being caught in that indecision trap is eliminated. And instead, we could become skilled at being that decisive person that we want to be. When you're at that junction and you're wondering whether to turn left and turn right, it's easier just to make a choice rather than to be sat at the junction with everyone beeping behind you. And so my invite to you is to start small. If you notice that you're caught in indecision quite a lot, pick some decisions that have the least weight attached to them and just start making them. Go out of your way to make decisions in order to start using the muscle. 
if you go out to a cafe or a restaurant and, you know, you tend to just get what everyone else is getting, don't make a make a decision. Start practicing the art of decision making because it's not really an art. It's just a thing that you do. And so we can get caught up in this idea of having to be right. And that puts us in the paralysis. And the best way to get out of that paralysis is just to do what the general did and choose one, knowing that you're going to learn some information that will then allow you potentially to maybe make another decision. So if you find this helpful, then please share it to somebody else who might struggle with this issue of anxiety of indecision so that it can help them as well. And if you'd like to work with me directly, I'm Alan Parry. You can find me at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk and feel free to subscribe as well to the podcast. It means you'll never miss an episode again. So other than that, thanks for listening. I'll be back again tomorrow with another one.